guys hello and welcome back i'm jojo fraser it's time for a mojo injection episode 89 i'm recording this from outside in a hot tub so i'm hoping the sound will be okay um it's a bit windy which is a little cray crazy um the sun is um not fully set yet but it's a beautiful night um, the sky is a lovely deep shade of blue and soon hopefully some stars will be cropping up and I just want to give you a little bit of a mojo hookup with all these really uncertain times so it's really nice to be here with you I just want to ask you to keep an open mind as always to jump in and um, my intention is that you will feel better in some way after this you'll feel uplifted you'll feel perhaps that your feelings are normalized even more you'll feel inspired. Um, yeah, I just want all good things to come out of this. So thank you for being here. And let's do it. Um, I'm just going to do a little plug for my book at the moment. My um, Yes, I've been busy working on other books, as many as you will know. But my first book, a lot of you are still not aware that it's on Audible. And that's recorded by me, the author, and also some other surprise guests. So if you want to check out uh, Mummy Jojo Uncut, Time for a Mojo Injection on Audible, um, it's a lovely listen, um, four and a half hours-ish with me, um, giving you all the good vibes. I would love you to download that and get involved. Um, it's perfect time. Right, let's do it. Okay, guys, I decided it was a bit windy outside, so I've come into hot bath. And it's nice, and um, yeah, there's like a sort of mermaid bath bomb that's been in here. So it's quite sparkly, so I'm kind of getting covered in glitter. Um, but yeah, I am really pleased to be back on the Mojo Injection podcast, just trying to really put a bit of a positive spin on everything that's going on. And I do think the world has been churning so fast we're always running from one thing to the next, always thinking about how we can serve others. Um, perhaps self-compassion isn't high on our list. We are um, caught up just in the world. And um, for me, it's strange because I was sort of forced to have a bit of a digital detox, which was really hard at the time. Um, but when I took unwell, um, it was probably sometime in January where it was really becoming obvious to those closest to me um, but in terms of work I was performing really really well um, I was having a lot of fun I was feeling great and um, my work wasn't really impacted it was more just my my lens um, in my private life it was really um, confused um, my mind was racing so I just thought I was invincible and even though I knew that I was starting to struggle with insomnia, the alarm bells didn't go off because I was feeling so good. Um, you know, I was getting up and I was writing at three in the morning and this pattern just started to continue. Um, and the scary thing is that, you know, with my meditation course that I really got into in 2019, I've written a lot about self-awareness 
and actually built a model for one of my following books um, all about the importance of not just internal self-awareness but external and at that point in my life I really didn't have um, the internal self-awareness and and the external you know so if people were saying to me oh I'm just getting you know bad vibes off of what you're up to or you know I'm not really getting what's going on with you people you know for me it was like what are you talking about I'm great and I'm in control and I, I feel in a really good place but actually to some people you know my external self-awareness just wasn't there um I don't know if you've had times in your life where perhaps you've struggled with stress or grief or trauma or confusion or just general kind of unhappiness. Perhaps you're not happy in your job, you feel a bit stuck, you perhaps feel something's lacking in your relationship, perhaps you're a parent and you've put so much into that that you've lost yourself or you're a parent who hears the inner critic or you're caring for someone older, or, you know, we've all got our stuff, right? And for me, it was like, I don't know, it, it's a really strange time looking back, and I, I put a video on my YouTube, Jojo Fraser, and I was talking about, sometimes you do not know what starts a fire, um, and maybe you'll never know, but the key is, how do you extinguish it? How do you look after your mind, your body, your soul, your emotional, your mental, your spiritual and your physical health? How can you keep that ticking over in an often frantic and terrifying world? A world where, you know, the media is hardwired to tell us again and again about gazillion times a day about the bad news. Oh, constant, you know, plugs of, oh, you're getting this course, it's all an adrenaline that's really, really not good for you. Um, how do we protect our minds? Well, first of all, it's realizing that we are stressed and we do deserve a rest. Oh, that rhymed. We are stressed and we do deserve a rest. Um, and for me, when I, you know, my mom would often say to me, please slow down, please slow down. Some of my readers would write to me to be like, you don't know the meaning of the word slow, Joe. It's not what you do. And I was like, that's weird. They clearly don't know me very well because I do know the meaning. Like, I'm chill. I, I'm the friend people come to to feel calm and grounded. I, I, I'm not fast. Like, I've got a really, really slow, chill side. But sometimes you, you still have that side. But what happens is the speedy side becomes more apparent um, to others around you, but you can't see it because that's your base rate. You know, I was just so used to going from one event to the next, writing more chapters in the book, researching more chapters, interviewing people, going on radio interviews, um, coaching people, and, and just being so obsessed with everyone else and my content and how that can make a difference. And you kind of don't realize that, whoa, actually, if I was to add all these hours up, I ain't working eight hour days. I'm working 15 hour days, but it doesn't feel like that because it's your hobby and you love it. But that doesn't matter because your brain doesn't care. Your brain doesn't care if it's your hobby. 
your brain just sees that you are going from one thing to the next and no matter how much you enjoy it what does Gary Barlow say we're not invincible yeah we're only people yeah we're not invincible yeah and I actually put that at the start of my first book in one of the chapters I think it was chapter 10 um but here I am thinking I'm invincible and next thing I know the insomnia goes to mania and I'm walking around some days feeling like I've taken MDMA or whatever else you know I'm feeling like I am drugged and I'm absolutely buzzing on dopamine and when I think back to that period you know there was people in my life giving me great encouragement and I felt so drawn to those people because you know it's amazing to have cheerleaders and um, that gives you dopamine and you're focusing on the compliments and you're focusing on all the good stuff but actually sometimes you just need to slow down and say right I might be achieving really well at certain aspects of my life but my mind is not going to let me perform like this forever I am going to need to sleep more I am going to need to um, come down off that constant feeling of high euphoria um, because you can't sustain it and luckily for me it was sort of caught before I crashed um, but that was a really scary time it was because part of me was so unaware of how bad it had got um, the, the girl that teaches self-awareness and has been very very self-aware um, kind of lost herself a little bit and that was scary so I want to encourage you there's nothing wrong with admitting that perhaps you're losing yourself a bit now I wrote a, a blog if you go to mummyjojo.com and you can read about my recovery from hypomania and mania now I had spent so many years researching you know what causes depression yeah there's always a trigger but of course there's a chemical imbalance there and biologically we may need medication but there's always a trigger um and talking about anxiety anxiety apparently isn't a mental illness it's just something that we all fear but sometimes that can go up and down and at basically base level with that can change um and I spent so much time studying, you know, stress, burnout, depression, anxiety. I didn't study the high stuff. And the funny thing is that my base level is really, really high. So hypomania was very, very hard to spot in me because I believe we should dream big. I believe we're all amazing. I believe we're here to have fun. I do sing and dance a lot as my base rate. Um, I do compliment people a lot. I do dream really, really big um, and I'm very, very high energy. So a lot of the things that you would notice when you look into hypomania would be my base level personality. So that was really, really hard um, to spot. I think for me, um, I was talking, I talk quickly anyway, but I was, apparently my, my speech was a little bit confused. Um, what do they call it? Your speech is sort of... Um, just a bit like all over the place um, and then I well, obviously wasn't sleeping I wasn't eating so I was losing lots of weight and that was always a plus <laughs> it was nice to fit into some dresses I didn't want you to get into and there was no emotional eating there um, 
and just this feeling like you can take on the world but I guess that's hard because when you're when I, you know I've got to work with some amazing coaches so that feeling has been you know really pushed into me through some of the incredible people I've worked with but I guess you probably feel like you could do everything at once rather than project managing and, and saying right I'm going to focus on this book or I'm going to focus on this script, or I'm going to focus on this acting opportunity. It was kind of like, no, I'll do the acting, I'll do the script, I'll do two books, in fact, I'll do three books, um, I'll get really, really fit, I'll work with amazing personal trainers, I will be super mom, I will be, you know, I'll cook all the best foods, I will work with all these brands, um, and it's just crazy, you're like, what the freak? And then people that are watching on the outside are going, that's not sustainable, will you slow down? And I'm like, no, I'm fine, that's just how I normally am. The reason I wanna talk about this quite openly, even though it is rather fresh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly in recovery stage now and it's something I'll always have to manage, but the reason I wanna talk about it is because thinking back, I've seen so many people and met so many people with those symptoms, but I just never known what they are. Um, so I want to raise awareness about this. I want to just really, really share with you all um, sort of a, a small snippet of what I've been through. And I also said in the blog that there were times that felt like an actual demon was in my body. I am a person that loves and cares and is very, very um, slow to be angered. I don't react. And I became this diva in ways that I would react, I would say exactly how I felt without caring about others, not everyone, but a select few, um, I would be triggered. And, and then it went from actually my lens being very, very confused. Um, I remember my brother calling me from Spain and he's got an amazing um, background in his training. He's worked with social care and counselling and he's amazing. And um, He'd said to me, Joe, there's some things here that are really concerning me. You're really paranoid about a lot of things that just haven't happened. And I, I started thinking about my childhood and thinking, oh, did something go wrong there? And, and I'm analyzing my whole life. And I remember my brother saying to me, no, you had a really, really happy childhood actually, Joe. Um, nothing bad happened. I don't know why you're getting paranoid. But then what we discussed is something called mirroring. So because I've interviewed so many people about trauma and tough times, I have taken on all of this without worrying. And I've taken these feelings really, really deeply. And there's actually been people like energy healers and Reiki teachers that have said to me, you know, you feel so deeply and you care for people, you need to actually learn how to put a protective bubble around yourself. And I guess for six years, I didn't do that. I, you know, I took time out, I'd go to yoga, I'd hit the spa, I'd do running. I'd do a lot of the things that would tick and crop, you know, tick the box. So I was practicing what I preach and I was taking time out. I was going for massages and spas and all this stuff, but I was taking in so much from other people. And, and for me as an empath, I know it's just a label, but, eh, it makes a lot of sense to me because I'm sitting with people and I'm crying and I'm feeling their pain like really, really deeply. And 
everyone's got a trigger. And even when I was in a hospital getting treatment for the mania, I always go around the ward helping everyone. And I was the girl that got the letter saying, you know, you've changed my life, you've helped me get confidence, you've, you've been amazing. And I literally got about 10 letters from people in the ward. And some of the nurses were saying, thanks for your help, it's great. And others were saying, no. Jojo, this is not why you're here. You're not here to treat other people. You're not here to take on their trauma. You're not here to hear every little detail about their life. You're here to heal. And I would say, but I can't because there's only so many bubble baths I can take. There's only so many books I can read. There's only so much writing I can do. Um, that was tough because I just was desperate to help people, but I wasn't well. I was confused and and whilst I was really on it with other people helping and, and sort of guiding them um, hearing about what happened and why they were triggered, I wasn't well myself. So I was probably taking more stuff in again when what I really needed was to shut myself away. And as I got more medication, I did find that I was going away a bit more into my room, but people were knocking on my door. <laughs> for help and the nurses were like well it's your fault you've started this you've given them all a taste of the mojo and they want more and I'm like I just want to hide away <laughs> um, and that was really really hard because I was there for me I was there to heal but even in a blooming psychiatric ward I couldn't take the healing I had to be helping other people and I don't regret that because it's been amazing to know I've had a good impact, but at the same time, now that I'm home, I've got perspective, I'm more internally and externally aware, I know that perhaps that wasn't the best thing for me to do. And I have been sleeping a lot, I've been shattered, and some nights I've needed full 12 hours. And um, that's just my mind saying, look, you have pushed me, girl. So I, mean, I hope you can relate to this in some way. Perhaps you've been caring for someone in your life. Perhaps you're an empath yourself and you've just given too much. What can you do to be self-compassionate? And I know this is hard if you've got young kids or you're caring for older people or you're in a really, really busy time. Now that we've slowed down with the virus, it's time for us to perhaps plan a little bit more. Um, something I've been doing is like a well-being plan. So, right, I know my triggers. I know that, and I spoke about those on the blog, that if I start to get, you know, I'm not eating well, I'm getting insomnia, I am, my mind's racing, that ouch, right, okay, stop, 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 and actually go for the craziest self-compassion and delegate, delegate, and more delegation. Um, I have got my own recovery plan. What's your recovery plan? And I'm not saying it needs to get to a mental illness. Um, I'm saying it could just be stress. It could just be overwhelm. It could be anxiety. I want you to really think about your plan. And I want you to really give yourself some love and some care. Give yourself music that makes you feel amazing. And I've got a great friend, Elaine Lennon, who I had the pleasure to coach running up to her TEDx. And she gave me a lovely review, which I will pop on mummyjojo.com and LinkedIn. But she has shared so many amazing tracks and I'd be delighted to play one after this. 
all about love. And I remember being in the hospital and I just found out about Caroline Flack and I was really sad, really confused. You know, if you listen back over episode 87, I recorded that from my hospital bed, really confused, really, really sad, but with a lot of love in my heart. And I listened to Elaine Lennon that night and I'm gonna play this song for you. Um, All about only love can break your heart. Isn't that amazing that love is the highest energy? And through this time, when we look for the helpers and we look at all the people that have really given acts of love, you know, they're putting positive content out there, they're delivering food, they are boosting the nation, rather than going to the supermarket and being really greedy and fighting with people over the last loaf of bread, people that have actually focused on others and the greater good of our community and our planet. Um, Let's focus on those helpers rather than the news about people fighting over the last packet of scones or um, bag of plain flour, sugar and eggs. Let's focus on all the good people and let's focus on how we can build each other up and just give so much mojo. But having said that, focus on self-compassion. This is a time now for you to take, all right? It's a time for you to take. I mean, time is the most precious thing we have. Time gives us reflection. It gives us just space to to contemplate and perhaps to think about what we need to focus on less and what we need to focus on more. What do you need to focus on less? And what do you want to focus on more? Time gives us perspective. Such good perspective about the little things in life. I want you to take this time and enjoy this time. I want you to be kind to yourself. And and I would encourage you to start doing some meditation apps. I made a few recently on Jojo Fraser YouTube and you can just go and there's some music and there's some soothing words. Um, There's so many meditations though. And if the stuff I put out there isn't for you and it doesn't resonate, then there's gazillion on YouTube. Just search perhaps compassion-based meditation, Um, meditation to show self-love, things like that. And even if you can take five minutes a day, if you can do more, great. If you can build it up, great. Um, But just focus on what's important to you and just give yourself so much love at this time. I wish someone had said to me, I don't know, I don't think, I don't know if I would have listened. I'll turn it around. I wish I had said to me, um, give yourself love, give yourself time, give yourself a big holiday. But instead I was thinking about how I could serve everyone else and my brain started to shut down. It literally did. I was not myself. Um, But guess who's back? Back again. Jojo's back. Tell your friend, I'm back, right? Um, I'm back and I'm coming back slowly and compassionately. And I want you guys to do the same. I bet you've been run off your feet and I bet you're perhaps struggling to be in this space of real slowness. 
slow. Embrace it, okay? Embrace the slowness. If you are embracing it and loving it, high freaking five. Um, right, I'm now going to play a song from Elaine, and she's just wonderful, magical. I hope you love it. And yeah, Elaine Lennon is a legend. Great to have you here, guys. I've got a lot of content coming up, but we're doing it slow. Yes, slow is my word. It's my new favorite word. So sending you all the love and good vibes.
Only love can softly pull your seams apart. Only love can break your heart. Only love can softly pull your seams apart. Only love can break your heart.